Fed continues to be a reality that many Christians grapple with, they struggle to, to understand and conceptualize. For many Christians, and basically how many were brought up in the area of faith were just from what they call the nominal faith. You saw yourself being born into a particular Christian uh, denomination. You belong to that church. Every Sunday you go to church. They give you some Sunday school class, catechism classes, and they try to teach you some tenets, and then that forms what we call our belief system. And that belief system is categorized as faith. And you hear people talk about the Catholic faith, the Protestant faith, the Pentecostal faith, and all that. But in the real sense of the word, is there anything actually like a Catholic faith? Or a Pentecostal faith? It's a big question. If it's a Catholic belief, that's different. When we have a Catholic belief and a Protestant belief, but when it comes to faith, faith is faith. We may not accept it now, but keep, the, keep reflecting about it. The Bible says the law of faith. Faith is the law of the Spirit. It's good that we understand this. Faith is a law. As we have the law of gravity, as we have other laws in nature, there is a spiritual law called the law of faith. And this spiritual law is rooted in the office of the Christ. And anyone who finds himself in the ambience of Christ and exercises that faith irrespective of what you believe, it comes, to, it comes into action. We have several passages in scripture that, you know, that showcases that. The Canaanite woman, the woman that comes from the pagan territory where they offer children as, you know, to, as sacrifice to idols, who came insisting that her daughter was uh, dying and demon-possessed. She pressed in and pressed in and pressed in. And Jesus said, excuse me, I can't give food men for children to dogs. And the woman said, even the crumbs that fall from the matter's table, the dogs can have access to that. And Jesus said, woman, you have a great faith. You see, she pressed in into the office of the Christ. She wasn't a Jew. Did God honor her faith? Yes. The Roman centurion, who had a sixth servant, Came to Jesus, Master, my servant is dying. Come and lay your hand on him, and may you rescue him. Yes, sir. Christ followed him. At a point, he stopped and turned around and said, Master, I'm not worried that you should come into my home. But please say a word, and I know my servant will be healed. I'm a man under authority. I tell one, go, and he goes. I tell them, come, he comes. Do this, he does that. So likewise, I know you are a man of authority. Just say the word and your servants will carry out your assignment. 
And Jesus says something. He said, I have never seen a faith like this in Israel. A Roman centurion. He never goes to the synagogue. So anybody from any background who presses in into the office of the Christ and releases the substance of faith, God honors the person. The person may be a pagan. The person may be a sinner. God cannot resist faith because that is his office. Are we together here? Very important that we understand this. It's different from what the centurion believes. It's different from what the Syphotian woman or the Canada woman believes. It's different from what Faravitan believes. It's different from what you believe. You can believe anything with regards to your journey with God. But when it comes to faith, we must all apply the law of faith to see God intervene in our lives. Where many Christians are having problems is that they wrap up their belief and they say that's their faith. And they press in with that. And when it does not honor, they feel that God is not responding to them. Today in the first reading, what they say, faith is the substance of things so forth. This translation here said assurance. In the real uh, Greek translation, it's not assurance, it's substance, it's something that exists. Assurance is like, you know, is um, an adjective that qualifies something. Uh, faith is a substance of things you hope for. The evidence of things not yet seen, but it's evidence. So it's a spiritual material, it's a spiritual reality that you can have contact with, but not physically. It exists. And if you engage it, it has the ability to provoke a response. Very important. Very important. You see, by it, you see, is a thing. By it, the men of old received what? Divine approval. They provoked that law and God was able to approve whatever they were doing. Finally, in the gospel, Jesus was with the disciples in the waters. And there was turbulence. And they say, Master, we are dying. Don't you care? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, to the sea Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? Don't you have this substance? Couldn't you just engage it? These are two things that if you mix them up with your belief, the content of your belief, you will always have some kind of friction in your journey with God. We must come to a point where we our faith and our belief has to be well distinguished. Faith is a substance of dominion. Belief is your walk with God. What I say again? Faith is a substance of dominion. Belief is what your walk with God. Your walk with God is your belief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the only Son of our Lord. That's our belief. But when it comes to acting faith, faith is a law of the Spirit. And the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, it is the Spirit of God that brings you into that realm where you can act that faith. We must learn to act our faith. We must act our faith. 
you must know that when you engage that law by acting God honestly, the Bible says no one can see God except by acting the faith. Many Christians are still grouping the doubt with the reality of faith. And because they don't understand it, they have issues when it comes to the realms of dominion. The realms of living above the things that God has marshaled out and said, my children will not walk in this. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me shall not walk in darkness, for he shall possess. He shall possess what? The light of life. The light of life is rooted in the word of God. And when you grow in the word of God, the word of God crystallizes that law. It makes that law available to you. That when you exercise it in your mind, by confidence in it, absolute confidence, it triggers a supernatural power that comes into action and brings about reality that we see. It's not something you can touch. It's not something you can see. But you need to learn to understand that it is there. The pilot will fly in the plane. She engages the gear of the, 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 of the engine of the plane. He doesn't see it road anywhere in the air, right, Abby? But he believes in something. He believes that there is a law that he's going to engage. Is he seeing the law? No. But as the plane moves at a high speed and he engages that law, what happens? The plane starts flying. Is there any road there? No. But he believes in it so much. And it is his confidence that makes him to fly that big metal with tons of load and human beings inside of it. That's the same thing with the law of faith. And you train yourself in it over time. The law of faith does not ask. The law of faith decrees. The law of faith, you act it by decreeing. And the decree must come from the wealth of your understanding of the word of God. Are we together here? You don't beg the law of faith. Just like the pilot, he doesn't beg the, uh, please, oh, welcome, you know, please, may you take us. No. He just gives it to and he moves. He knows that our law, when you engage it, obeying certain, you know, scientific principles, it must respond. And they move. The same thing with the law of faith. With the word of your knowledge of the word of God, when you understand the principle in the word of God and you act that law, it will obey you. So that's why Christ said, where is your faith? Use it against this thing. Use it against this thing. Most of the things you are asking God to do, he has given you, he has given you the, the, the power in his word to save out relevant information that will help us to Put that law into action to be able to deliver what we want. And that's why there's some prayers that you pray. God will just keep showing you what to do. Like Moses. He was carrying the stick in his hand. Oh God, look at the river. Look at the sea. The enemies are coming. What are we to do? What did God say? Moses, why look up to me? What is in your hand? The same question. God is asking many of us who are battling with a lot of things. What is in your hand? And what is it? The staff. He just touched the water. And they say a mighty wind came and opened the thing. But he didn't know that what was in his hand was the answer. And what is that stick? God told him when he met him in the burning bush. He said, what is your hand? He says, the staff. He said, drop it. 
Then God breathed his spirit into that, in that stick. And he became a what? A snake. And from there, he said, go with it. Well, that was what Moses was using for everything. That breath is locked up in his word. When you have the word of God in your heart, it will crystallize the force of faith that when you speak it out, you engage that law that brings about the reality of what God has promised you and what God has decreed to be realized in your life. What is that issue eating you up? Engage that law. If you don't know how to engage it, that is the reason why you have to go and read your scriptures and get familiar with the ways of God, with the laws of God, with the prophecies of God, and with the principles of God locked up in scriptures. For when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. My people die and perish for lack of this knowledge. May we gain wisdom. May we gain knowledge. May we be passionate to discover this knowledge. Don't live ordinary lives. Don't sit down every day and allow a day to pass without you gaining some little knowledge from scriptures. You must. You must. You must. If you're not informed, you will be duly, what? Deformed. Officially, you know, there's an official deformation. You'll be fully deformed. Mentally, emotionally, suffering all kinds of brutality, fear ravaging your heart, all kinds of instability in your mind before you know you're having high blood pressure and worries of different types. That's not a portion in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why the Lord is ever bringing his word to us. Bringing his word to us. As we receive his word today, may our hearts be open. And may the seed and the life of the faith that is in the word drop in our heart. And may we be awakened to this consciousness where we begin. When we pray and we adore God. And in the realm of that prayer too, we can make decrees. And you might say, make a decree a word and it shall come to pass. May that become a portion through Christ our Lord.